welcome to the Thunder Rooster Podcast. My name is Ron. I'm Paul. And today we're going to be talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's kind of a follow-up to our uh, Conjuring mm-hmm. episode we just had. I had a really fun time talking about all three movies. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that I made the uh, comparison of Kevin Feige and James Wan. It's <laughs> a fair assessment. I mean, it makes sense to me, but at the same time, you know, who's to say James Wan has any real, like, ownership of the that area you know it's very true he might i don't he know may. i don't know but still i think that would be fair to say i couldn't agree with you more but yeah today we're going to be talking about ed and lorraine um most of all the uh actually all of the conjuring movies are in some way shape or form associated with ed and lorraine warren and their cases uh we kind of want to talk about them we'll give a little info about the couple as well and also kind of throw some questions about them that's uh you know they're not shy from controversy at all especially with the time that they had to start all this this whole business right <laughs> you know the uh, family business if you will yeah it wasn't a very popular thing to uh even talk about ghosts or anything around that time no. so but yeah uh why don't you tell us a little bit about ed and lorraine they're probably gonna tell you you're crazy at that point <laughs> For real. Right? A couple things that I found interesting along the ways. A lot of information on this couple, right? We've talked about in our Conjuring special. uh, You know, they were documented at least about 10,000 cases, which is a lot, Ron. You know, I mean, five decades worth. You're going to have some naysayers involved. Obviously, some of their high-profile situational cases have been made in the movies yeah so we're fully aware of that what i was kind of interested on the back end was actually how they kind of came about to what they were doing yeah so they both experienced paranormal situations as children mm-hmm. i know uh ed definitely but he grew up in a house that yes. was haunted right yes yeah so he was saying all kinds of stuff with that and his father was basically just like, you know, there's an explanation for everything, but he never got it that explanation. So, right. uh, you know, so he ended up kind of, uh, I mean, he actually did commit his life to trying to find sure. out, you know, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And same with Lorraine as well. She had the ties as well as a child. Yeah, she she has a gift. Uh, it's uh, She's like a light medium and kind of. Somewhat of a psychic ability. Clairvoyant. Yeah, clairvoyant. There, mm-hmm. That's better. Uh, but uh, I remember reading a story where she talks about seeing an angel when she was a kid and that she hasn't seen an angel since then, which is interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Very interesting. So these two end up meeting, uh, I believe they're at the age of 16. You got it. Okay, so from what I remember... Ed was trying to go to war at 16. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, he ended up working at a movie theater as an yep. usher. Yes. And he saw Lorraine with a group of friends and decided he was going to ask them, not just her, but nope. them, to go out for a Coke at this ice cream. gentleman, right? Yeah, exactly. He's just rolling it out there. Instead of just inviting her... Invited the whole gaggle of women. <laughs> it's going to be a gas, guys. Right. 
But her being herself, uh, she's like, I don't like Coke. I want, uh, what'd she say, a float, a root beer float or something like that. Man, and just shoot the man down. I mean, he's buying a drink and everything. I mean, she's still got it. So, <laughs> anyways, these two, um, you know, hit it off. Uh, interestingly enough, they kind of went over how they met in The Conjuring 3, yes. but they left out a very important detail that I've heard of uh, prior to watching that, even that. Lorraine in her psychic medium medium uh, ability or something, but she saw herself with Ed as an old man. Yeah, and that is what kind of be like. I'm going to marry this man, you know. So I don't know how true that is. You would think Sounds that would be something story, that right? they, they would put that in the movie. Right. You know, that's kind of a high point, but that was missing the movie. But anyways, um. Ed ends up going back to try to go to war. This is around World War II. I believe the time frame on... Um, 40s. Yeah, it's in the late... Uh, let's say probably 41, 42, maybe. Anyways, uh, he's 17 now, so he goes in the list for the war again. He ends up going off. Uh, he ends up uh, almost dying uh, after getting attacked. Uh, he ends up getting saved, and he's on a 30-day leave... Uh, survivor's leave, I think is what, what they call it. But when he was home, he popped the question to Lorraine and had a one-night honeymoon before he was shipped back overseas. God, that sucks. And whilst he was overseas, <laughs> right after that one-night honeymoon, they found out they were pregnant with a daughter. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> so they only had one child. Uh, do you, remember, do you know her name? Judy? Judy was okay. name, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of some of my skepticism also comes from the fact that you never hear anything from her. Nothing. Not a word. You don't hear nothing from her. Her name is mentioned a, maybe a couple times in the movies. Yeah. Maybe two and three, but just not much. Like she's there in the but movies. But she's not there. But, yeah, maybe she exactly. just wanted to be separate from it. Maybe they want to keep her family out of it, you know? Yeah. Maybe it was just too much to deal with. Maybe she's just creeped out by all of it and she just doesn't want anything to do with it. She's like, if I ignore it, uh, I don't have to No, but her it. husband does. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It is her husband, isn't it? Tony? Tony Spera. He's the one that's in charge of everything now, yes. right? Yeah. Oh. Spoiler alert. They died already. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was so insensitive. <laughs> oh, well. No, it was. So, yeah. So, so, kind of jumping since you were just saying that. So, Ed passed away in 06. Mm -hmm. uh, Lorraine passed away in 2013. Or no, 2019. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. 2019. So she was able to obviously assist with the, you know, the creative direction of the film series. At yeah, least and, and she kept investigating on it until she yeah. wasn't able to. Right. What I found very interesting for them to get themselves into this, into this realm, into mm -hmm. doing what they're doing. Yeah. Was what I ended up seeing was they both had a, they both could paint. Yeah. And that was kind of something I didn't really learn about until I actually saw. Uh, there's a video on YouTube. We could always drop a link for you guys. Uh, and it kind of gives you a whole tour of the uh, occult museum at the Warren's house. Uh, right now, at this point, it is kind of closed, probably for, I don't know. Indefinitely. Indefinitely, so hell doesn't get loose. But uh, I just don't think they have the proper, <laughs> they don't have the proper spacing. Obviously, the Warrens are deceased, but... Um, I'm surprised it didn't keep going where it's at. I don't understand why they closed it down. 
Right. That's the only thing I don't. But the thing is, so so Tony Spera, he's the son-in-law. He's married to Judy, and basically, I'm assuming under what I've seen, you know, they took him under the wing. He's pretty much responsible for everything that's left mm-hmm. in the museum. We talked about this actually last week. So they, he's actually setting up, uh, kind of like a like a meet and greet, more or less like pay thirty five bucks to kind of see some of the artifacts. Like the famous ones? Yeah, so yeah. come Halloween is what he's planning to do. He's not taking all the artifacts, but he's going to probably take at least three to five of the most important ones, so you know what's going to be there. Annabelle. You know Annabelle will be there. Yeah. So my question to you is, I mean, we're kind of jumping, we'll go back to the Warrens, but I'm like, the whole point what the Warrens did was they wanted to obviously help all the families get these relics out of there so that no other evil could be pursued. What the hell is he thinking? Money. Of course it's money. But all the stories he's heard over the years, don't touch this, don't say that, this will get you. I mean, he got a firsthand education on it outside of what the normal person would have. Right. I just find it very hard to believe that. I mean, I get it. Money is money. But Ed kept telling you, dude, don't let anyone in here after (laughs) nine o'clock. Don't do any of that. So, yeah. That's yeah, he just have strict rules for that. Yes, that's for sure. For sure. But anyway, so going back to how they actually came about, I was very fascinated for the fact that they just, they both enjoyed to paint. Yeah. And they were very good at what they did. Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. You, you know, know what I mean? Some of the, right? Um, but that was their way to get in. They, you know, they didn't know how to, so like Lorraine being, you know, a medium, mm-hmm. seeing the future, seeing these kind of things, she kind of like had the presence of what was going to be going on at these properties mm-hmm. with these people. So, that was instead of saying, excuse me, uh, we're here because you have ghosts. They use their paintings and try to persuade the homeowners like, hey, look, I sketched this. And, yeah. You know, so there was a little bit of a hustle involved in that. Yeah. He was a talented artist, too. Uh, he was actually going to art school. Yes. He ends up dropping out because uh, I believe he was quoted as saying, like, all they're doing is trying to teach me how to draw geometry, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Such a smart ass. Yeah. But so <laughs> imagine this. You're at home, minding your own business. Out of nowhere, there's a knock on your door. <laughs> Pretty sure they probably didn't have doorbells by then, but whatever. No, the doors were unlocked, too. So, they go to the door and open it. And there's Lorraine standing there. And she does the whole spill about, you know, uh, my husband's an artist and he likes to draw haunted homes. <laughs> Would you like to see the picture? <laughs> and that would open the door to them discussing their haunted house. Interestingly enough, that would lead to both of them with their daughter in the car, <laughs> sitting outside somebody's house for at least an hour to draw, you know, something like that. That would be worth even looking at. Oh, yeah. You know, he had to make sure it was some somewhat of a quality. But yeah, they're sitting out there, just parked outside. Hello. Yes, we've been. Uh, we we're the creepy people outside, just just stalking your house for the past hour. Yeah, my husband sees ghosts over here, and he drew it for you. Would you like to talk about it? <laughs> this sketch will only take ten minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I understand. Kind of, I'm. If you haven't guessed by now, I'm kind of taking the half and half skeptic versus I kind of believe it thing. And well, we should. That's a fair assumption. Yeah, I mean, but 
I see why they had to do it back then because you weren't allowed to talk about that kind of stuff because any Who kind probably? of mention that, you know, even my, my grandma and my, my mom, even to this day, my mom's like that, but my mom has somewhat of a gift and my grandma was really like, um, I wouldn't say like Lorraine, but she, you know, has a lot of intuition, let's say. And we we just weren't allowed to talk about that or even ghost stories so much that we were, you know, told. And they're like, don't tell that to people. People think we're crazy. You know, they it's don't understand. Taboo. Yeah, that exactly right. taboo. And so they went on and on with all that, you know, knocking door to door, essentially selling it. But they're not trying to sell anything. I mean, they were trying to sell they're the pictures that of the as, house. Right. But, they're yeah. using that as their, their lead way in. They're in. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, were they, they were worth, what, $20 million? Yeah. And it all started by driving the whole family in a car, stalking someone's house for an hour. <laughs> I'm sure it took more because Lorraine had to fill it out to feel if there was any kind of oh, ghost there yeah. so they could draw what she saw. So it was like they got the paintings done. She's like, well, let me go ahead and do the estimate first. <laughs> how, the house out. <laughs> how many times did they get it wrong? Or flat out was like, you know, get off my porch. You <laughs> get know? off my damn lawn. <laughs> right? That's a great question. How many times did they? Yeah. I can't find that. I don't know, man. It's interesting, to say the least. A um, lot of controversy with him. I mean, it's hard for me to have this kind of conversation because a part of me wants to believe all of it. Another part of me is like, Something's fishy, you know, um, which we'll get into in our next segment, but we just we'll kind of want to fill some more in. So uh, Ed would uh, later become a demonologist, a certified one. He self-taught himself. Self-taught himself. It's so weird. Just the thing. How do you self? How do you self-teach? <laughs> I mean, I did it with music and stuff, so I <laughs> Music but. and exorcisms but for are a little is, different, Ron. Well, he wasn't self-taught in exorcism. No, but you know where I'm going with It was this. like the whole demonology thing, which back then, um, geez, what, I think there was only like seven in the States yeah, then. there was not. And he was literally the only one that wasn't actually like uh, clergy of the church. Right. Uh, nowadays, uh, if you're a bishop at a Catholic church, you can just, you know, enable whoever you want to, to perform an exorcism nowadays, which I found out from, uh, uh, it's a, I found it through a YouTube video. It was like a real Catholic, um, exorcist exposed, ex- or something. Yeah, not exposed, oh. but he like talks about yeah. ac- real life exorcisms. Oh. And when it comes to that, it's like. Okay, hearing about the Warrens and them talking about exorcisms and stuff, and then we see the movies, you know, exorcists, of course. Right. But to hear an actual Catholic priest, that or Catholic exorcist, I'll say, it's like, that's pretty legit. <laughs> like, Take all the other shit, right. move it aside, and this is what the real importance is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, I want to sit on one of those, but I'd be fucking petrified. You couldn't, but yeah, I would, I I would be like, hey, can we just uh, get some popcorn? I, mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like the fact that most people, especially the actual exorcist I'm talking about, uh, he was like, you know, I've never done exorcist, uh, exorcism alone. 
there's always got to be there. There's got to be a police officer there to, to see everything. Got to have a doctor or physician there to check and make sure the person who's being exercised is completely fine. Yada, yada, yada. And then they go into like actual, like real life stuff that would happen. Like even me even said somebody lev- was levitating and something like he had multiple witnesses to that spider walk. Yeah, up a wall. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, I actually said that word by uh, verbatim. But um, yeah, <laughs> I just, just want to say the Linda Blair thing, but I'm not going to. But anyway, outside of you know doing this, right. they they established their own uh, research society, uh, which is still in it's still in operation today. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I know. I, I checked I believe, the website today, right? But um, you know, they haven't ever charged for what they do. And Ed sold his paintings and stuff, and he started, uh, I guess, writing a book with some mm-hmm. uh, horror authors, actually, yeah. just trying to get the stories sure. out there. Why not? And I'll touch base on that in the next segment. You know, it's about to swing the other way, folks. I've <laughs> got some questions. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all, but I definitely want to kind of throw some things out there. Uh, do you have any more to put in on this closing statement before we go to break no i get what we're gonna bring up next yeah all right all right enjoy this nice little break i don't know what it is it might be a commercial it might not be yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> boy and welcome back yo all right so kind of talked up the warrens there a little bit kind of Dove into their past and history and whatnot. And now we're going to kind of discuss some more interesting things. I think another side of the conversation that you don't hear very often. No. So uh, do you want to talk about the museum stuff first? Sure, or? I'd like to. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope to never see the museum is what I prefer not to. Uh, you're lucky they're closed. Yes, right? I am. So... There are videos online. Um, one of the videos that I have, we don't have to put it on. We could put it on here or not. But there's a movie online that shows, like, basically Tony, his son-in-law, Ed's son-in-law, yeah. gives a whole tour of the museum. And it's probably, I want to say it's either, like, the, I couldn't get a date on it. But I want to say it was probably maybe in the 80s, maybe in the early. So like 80s. a tour of the entire thing? Basically, like he goes around, it goes around and gives descriptions of everything that's in the museum to yeah. Tony and just kind of gives a play by play. Right. But obviously what is terrifying about it is, is that first off, it's like he's going to do like, you know, just kind of check everything out. And Tony's a little concerned. He doesn't want to be there past nine o'clock. And he's been told like, strange things happen right <laughs> in the museum so to speak but watching the actual tour is really how i kind of learned what annabelle was okay i did not know i was one of those people that didn't know about the doll okay for those of you watching that don't know this annabelle yes. is actually a raggedy and doll that's like three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be a conflict of interest. Yeah. They would the, get sued. Probably. Right. With the business. So, you know, he, 
he gives a tour. He starts talking about different different antique or relics, if you will, and mm-hmm. the story behind them. Obviously, that's the most notable of all of them. As he goes around to Annabelle, he said, you know, people have come by. There's signs in the museum to not touch anything. Yeah. And probably specifically under those conditions and what they say, I would probably not. But obviously, people are foolish or they're unaware and they don't believe. And he goes off on a story where uh, like a college kid comes by with a couple of his friends. And he's looking at the doll and he's like, man, there's nothing scary about this. It's just a doll. He's like, I'm going to touch. Don't touch it. We well, touched it and he mocked it and he left. But Ed then said, well, later in the night, he's getting on his motorcycle to drive home. And he was laughing at the doll about it. And then all of a sudden, this last thing that he remembered is he saw the doll and he wrecked his bike and died. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was kind of wondering where you were going with that story because like, there was a story of that, but right. I, I just recall it differently than what you were saying. But uh, it was it was a guy and his girlfriend, and it was the motorcycle ride from going to the museum, which is interestingly enough, kind of, I want to call bullshit on because um, obviously the, the, the guy tragically died from the accident. Mm-hmm. But the girlfriend survived, and she was in the hospital for like, Months. I think she might have been there for a year. Might have been. But the last thing she remembered was talking about, uh, or laughing about the Annabelle thing, which one is like, if you think about how hard it is to have a conversation with somebody whilst riding a motorcycle. I don't know if I haven't done it. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty hard. Right. I mean, nowadays they got little microphones and stuff, you know, but I don't know. And then one, they, they could have been stopped when they right. were laughing about it and then right. they took off. But I mean, that one, obviously, that, that kind of creeped me out the most. I mean, there were other items. There were paintings. Mm-hmm. There were mirrors. I, I mean, just here's, statuesque and, and just things all tied to. Here's where my skeptic brain kicks in. Oh, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Go for it. If these things were as dangerous as they say they are, right? why the hell would you take any chances having strangers roll up in there to see these things? Just like I just said earlier. Last take pictures, second. put them outside, right. be like, this room's locked up. You can't go in there. But considering the fact that he was like, he wanted that to be off limits, but yet they're gone. The son-in-law's like, hey, let's have a big old spectacle come Halloween. Charge some money, go in there. Yeah. You're defeating the purpose on what they actually said about that. Or is he bullshit <laughs> picking it up and yeah. carrying it like they did? Right. I mean, it's it very be. possible that, you know, I'm not going to say they're fakes, but, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. You yeah. Know, if maybe they got a taste of the fame, the money, obviously, you know, it can change people. We there, don't. there could be embellishments and of course. all kinds of things. That they had so many case studies. So you think everyone's by the book, right? And that's something I want to bring up too. Is you know they supposedly had ten thousand cases, but if you look online, right. you can really only find about <laughs> yeah. ten. Yeah, <laughs> they're the most important ones. They're most prominent. Yeah, not ten thousand, yeah. but that's what they, they've documented. Couldn't find all that many, but yeah. So. I just kind of want to bring this up a little bit. And I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, Ron. Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. But I mean, 
We'll put up a picture of old Ed here. Now this, man. Uh, short guy. This guy looks kind of sleazy. Like he a might, snake salesman. Yeah, he looks like he's uh he's about to come up to you and uh <laughs> offer you some stuff that fell off a truck, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's with the Teamsters. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know you're not supposed to judge a good book by its cover, but if casting through movies has done anything to teach us anything, <laughs> you know, in my life, it's usually true. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. He, he he does not look like he is trustworthy. That's my own personal. And the character opinion. in the movie totally feels so. Patrick Wilson's such wholesome, a warm, wholesome, loving, dude. yeah. You know, and maybe that's maybe their marriage was like that to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Maybe that's the, the angle Lorraine wanted to portray it as. Maybe it wasn't. Right. And it's kind of funny because from what personal uh, connections that were close to them, mm-hmm. he was not a warm guy. No. He was very, uh, I don't want to say mean. I don't think that's the word. I just think he was more like cut the bullshit kind of stuff. He's, he you know, seemed like a no nonsense yeah. guy. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. to the point. Yeah. Which I get that, sure. you know, but. At the same time, you think with this kind of thing, you'd have some kind of, um, you would be more apt to treat people a certain way, you know. And that was the thing is like, I'm, I was trying to really find anybody that had a close connection to the Warrens that weren't involved in their field, so to speak, you know, not necessarily uh, church people. Friends not, would come over for like a barbecue or something. <laughs> Just yeah, just I mean, just regular people runs. that knew them for their regular being regular people, and which not known. As I don't think that's mediums. an on and off thing that they could do because just being that that's their entire life, you know. Yeah, I don't think there was room for anything else. Weird, you know. <laughs> that's that was it. But I don't know. It's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about this stuff, but we kind of looked at something before we started the podcast, yeah. and it, uh, I think it was a YouTube video titled like. 10 times that the Warrens got exposed kind of thing. And that's the thing they've had, they have been exposed on a bunch of stuff and people just forget that because they are basically comic book superheroes for the paranormal world. Love child. Just because they have a document thing of like this case really happened. You know, you're able to have movies like the conjuring and they they can base it on a true story. And I don't know how to say certain things. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, you know, we were watching, watching that and they were saying stuff like, you know, I mean, this is all just a rumor. I don't know. I don't investigate it, but I will say it on here. You know, there was a mistress involved that lived in the house with him and Lorraine and Lorraine knew about it. Apparently, and she got pregnant and they made her get an abortion because it would ruin their public persona. Oof. Yeah. So, like I said, that's rumor. But nice job, buddy. Just the fact that that's out there as a thought's kind of Pretty weird. sleazy. Yeah. But, you know, from the exposure of things, even before I saw that, you know, they've been called out on, you know, the Amityville stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that boiled down to where it came out that the guy admitted... What had happened? Um, there's even stuff where the family that just up and left were offered money 
to make up the whole thing, and it was all done over a bottle of wine. Uh, the infield poltergeist, the people that that happened to, did not even know who Ed and Lorraine were. They just showed up. And then they kicked him out. They didn't want him in there. So that whole Conjuring 2 thing was just a complete fabrication. <laughs> Obviously, it was Hollywood stuff, but just completely. They were not They were not in there like they that. They literally you know? had really no involvement in that movie. And right. they just and they painted the picture like they were there from point A to Z. And yeah. they weren't. And like the thing with the Conjuring movie, the first one with Bathsheba, um, you know, obviously... You go into, you can look these things up now because of the interwebs <laughs> and you find out she didn't kill any of her kids. She had four children. They all lived to have very bountiful lives, I suppose. And I don't even think that she hung herself. Like, I don't think any of that's true. Just give us the story truthfully. Come on, guys. You know. I'm no keep keep doing what you're doing. I love the movies. <laughs> I love the movies too, but I do. I, I don't I really like wish, the crisscross of reality. And I really would. I mean, just just as an opinion. I, I mean, I really wish that they would actually kind of you know how books and movies are completely different. Or yeah. I just wish there would be a little more. Like there would just be more truth in it. Oh, how they can. I, I think there should be a new standard of when they say based on a true story or this is a true that story. Just, because most people they'll take a little segment. Down. Yeah. Like this is the movie. Right. The segment of truth that they're basing the entire movie on is probably about like five percent. Yeah. Five, ten percent of it's messed up. You know, it's good guidelines and it kind of writes the screenplay for you in a bit by already have it happened. But, you, but, <laughs> but would you think that would be more powerful to what your message is, to what your your movie, whatever it is no, of that course, yeah. I would think it would add to it, but you're right. It's just, yeah. Uh it's it's fascinating. I really I do enjoy learning a lot about the Warrens. I mean, you really can't really go anywhere paranormal paranormally with discussion or watching certain things. Without the Warrens at they're some the point being brought up. They're the top. Yeah. They're top of the list. Top dogs. They're the top dogs in their field. And it all out. started by creeping out in a car in front of people's houses. Of, you know, strangers and just drawing houses. <laughs> I like the front porch. Can I draw it? <laughs> no. I mean. Uh, I will say this. If it was a ruse the entire time, that was an entire lifetime of a ruse. And they did not falter on no. that one bit. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. You got anything else to add to this? Because I think I, just, I think I think we got it. I got I'm, it I'm still going to be a fan. I'm I, I still believe that they were more helpful. I mean, you know, there are things that probably happen. Let's just yeah. be honest. There's they're not perfect. I mean, no one is. Right. I'm sure to some degree that there was things that happen. If the love child things are, yeah, he's a he's a fucking snake. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the there's a point of like the Annabelle doll. Yeah, I get why they did what they did from the actual story. But doll's name wasn't Annabelle. There wasn't nothing named Annabelle on it. It was just the fact that the movie's been made. It's Annabelle. That's now its name. You know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things where if it's fake or not, they're still held as the godfathers of the paranormal and the, and investigations. The tapes. I mean, the tapes. Yeah, that's kind of harder to disprove, but at the same time, there's still there's so much room for doubt. But yet, yeah. at the same time, like I just said, you know, I just can't think that would be. To, yeah, yeah. no nope. fans of the series can't wait to Ugh. can't wait for the next nun movie to come out. 
Yeah, that's cool. that's not that's not too far away. No. Uh, Crooked Man, mm-hmm. that's in development, you and know. you know there's going to be a Conjuring Four. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's going to be called Conjuring Four, but I mean, <laughs> I, I have a feeling there's going to be something. If it keeps making else. money, they'll keep putting it out. Yeah, they have a couple more cases that are famously known that I think would uh, take a pretty good That'd turn. Cool. Interestingly enough, please I'll give add, us one more. Yeah, force, force good. I'll, I'll add this. Uh, I'll add this in. Um, the Haunting in Connecticut, uh, it came out in 2005, I think, or maybe maybe mm. it was later. Maybe it might have been 2008. Okay. 2009, maybe something like that. But that was one of those things that they were involved with. Mm. And they were really upset and off-put by the fact that they weren't included in that movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know who I am? We will, th- we will have a... a we will have a uh, show over the haunting in Connecticut. We'll actually dive into these at some point, you know, case by case from what we can find. Right. But yeah. Um, That's all I got. All right. We should get into three shots of funny real quick. Cause uh, I got a juicy one. <laughs> all How right, juicy. People. Juicy. Do it. <laughs> Gotta love that laugh. <laughs> All right, Paul, what do we what does Kelly have for us this week? Okay, my wife's pick today is called Mix It Up. Mix it up. Hey Tyler. Yeah. Trying to change positions tonight. Yeah. Okay. You do the dishes and I'll sit on my ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get mad too. <laughs> You're right. It's like, oh, baby. I was like, all right, the wife's getting creative. Let's go with yeah, this. Yeah. What's going to happen? Chops you right below the knees. Right? Hey, someone had to, right? All right. What are you bringing to the table? So mine's going to be called uh, One Stop. Wrong. That's what I have it titled as. Wrong. No, your what's your choice? Was the one for this one, right? <laughs> no, that's that's for, that's for the next show. <laughs> God, I'm Again. keeping that in there. No, <laughs> oh yeah, stand by. All right, one stop it is. Of course. You out. Time out, OG. Where you going? Where you going? Right on me. <laughs> I actually seen that on Have Battle you? Army last night. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I could go to Staples and get Staples. <laughs> BJ's. <laughs> All right, Dean. <laughs> love it. So what is yours today? Mine is called It's Just a Picture. Jordan! Keep watching, Paul. I swear she's moving. Oh. She's gone. She's gone. I swear. Come on, she's gone. She's gone. She's out of the painting. Come. Game is impossible. Game is impossible. Game is impossible. Okay? She was out of the painting. She's out of the painting. Just go over here. 
hate you. Dude's gonna get you. Oh man, it got me when I found it. Me and my oh wife my were watching, God. and I I don't want to. I it jumped. I'm up. good, dude. I'm good. Good. You don't want to see it again? No, no, I'm good. You can play it all you want. I'm, I'm I will good. play that first part though because something happened. That Eiffel Tower fell over by itself. I bet it was on a string. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, man. I'll give you props. Yeah. All right, folks. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Have a f- happy Fourth of July. Yes. And uh stay safe. safe out there. Please. For sure. Enjoy. Celebrate. Our next episode, we will be discussing our adventure to Dice Road. Oh, boy. Uh, Boy, we got some news for you guys. Hot off the press. (laughs) All right, everybody. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, Have a happy 4th of July, and we will see you next Tuesday. Epstein didn't kill himself. And neither did McAfee. Peace.